Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Sam Bradshaw, Sikkim365.com joins us now as he does every single week. And Sam, um, TCU is... A bit of an enigma, aren't they? They have they have moments. They have not. They have obviously not responded to you know or, or taken advantage of being in the national championship game last year. What though about them um, scares you most about what they can do against a Baylor team that's now you know just really up against it? Thanks for having me on. And TC is an interesting matchup because on the defensive side of the ball, they're very similar to the last few teams that Baylor's had up and down success with in that they run that three, three, five, where it's very much keep you in front of them ask their D line to do a lot against the run so that they can then have their secondary rally to the ball. But much like Kansas state runs it, they have some speed on the back end that'll allow them to use some single coverage situationally. And they ask those linebackers to flow fast to the ball. I mean, one of the things that got tossed around coach Twitter last year when Baylor played them was when Grimes had the guards literally pivot around and then counter the other way because the initial action of them pulling in one direction got those linebackers to flow so fast. And it was so effective that Kansas State copied it literally like two weeks later. Um, So on that side of the ball, you've got similar challenges to what's resulted in some up and down situations for Baylor the last few weeks. And then on the other side of the ball, you've got a situation where you've got a lot of freshmen and second year nose tackles and a 270 pound nose tackle going against an offensive line with a guard that averaged 350 and an offensive line across the board that averages 330 um, that is able to get some movement in the run game. And you have an offensive coordinator that absolutely has a personal reason to want to put as many points on Baylor as humanly possible, even though the particulars of how they do their passing game is a little bit different than uh, how it was done when his dad was here. And uh, it's going to be an interesting challenge because you have a very motivated opponent who has some personnel advantages at key key points in their scheme against the Baylor team that's still trying to find their way on each side of the ball in some respects. So um, 
for Baylor, again, like they, they really did, um, you know, hit the wall once again last week with a Kansas State team that's really good. And, you know, we talked about it last week. Like if you were just to create a team in a vacuum, like if you were to say, okay, what can – I do to beat this one team like Kansas state would be that team to beat Baylor. Like you would without any creativity and like nuance, you know, runs the ball, stops the run. Well, like good defense, all those things, but they did have their moments last week where they like some things shined. What is the silver lining this week heading into TCU, a team that Baylor regularly does not beat. Well, getting back to that Kansas State game, the score got out of hand because you had three non-offensive scores or de facto non-offensive scores. You had a punter snap issue that resulted in Kansas State getting the ball on the one. You had a situation in where you had a pick six off of an RPO where it's Chapin just hands the ball off. And Chapin's usually very good at his decisions in terms of drop back passing, but Last week, some of his decisions on whether to hand off or throw on RPOs were quite poor, and that was one of them. And then there was another defensive score that uh, Kansas State had just off a of fumble, I believe. You know, that got it out of hand. But outside of that, you saw a better execution from the offensive line and run blocking. Randa got into it in his post-game comments, but that was probably the best they've looked in terms of blocking for the run. And that's one thing Baylor's going to try and look to build on as they face a team that structures their run defense and their run fits and a lot of their assignments and their personnel defensively in a very similar way to how Kansas State does it. So Baylor had success against a very similar-looking team last year, blocking them. And if they're able to do that, this is a defense that Baylor was able to get the run game going on last year to a pretty good degree. Obviously, Baylor's got a different defensive line, but, you know, TCU lost their top four defensive ends from last year. So it's not exactly the same D-line on the outside, at least, for them. You know, if Baylor can replicate a lot of the success they had in the ground game, you at least have the starting point for running what you want to run and putting them in conflict and getting some guys open. What has your assessment been of Josh Huber? My assessment is he's a young guy in an offense that it's, you know, it's very different than the old Brile scheme. The old Brile scheme, you had multiple guys outside the numbers. You were ensuring a lot more one-on-one matchups with a lot of deep option routes. This is not that. First off, you're going to notice that the splits for the receivers are much more condensed. It looks a lot more Larry Fedora than it looks our Brile in that sense. Um, You have a lot more spacing routes, layered routes. You have working the middle of the field. Frankly, when Baylor faced Texas State, Texas State was more old school Baylor than this offense appears to be. Don't get me wrong. They're still going to run tempo. They're still going to run the ball down your throat. They're still going to try and build shots based off of that. But how they get to that and how they space their receivers and the routes they run are radically different. So with Hoover, you got a young guy that's got an arm. He's got a little bit of mobility, but he's also very young and you know, this team has a really big offensive line that I think for Baylor provides some matchup issues, but I don't think they've been exceptional running the ball. I think they've just merely been good, and they've got some guys that can break some long plays for them, but down in, down out, I don't think they're quite the grinders we've seen TCU have up front in the past. I think you've got a young kid that's going to get better as he plays more, and he has the raw tools to do it, but I think he's still kind of feeling his way. So 
how do you expect this game to play out? Because these are, are both two teams that have, uh, I mean, TCU better than Baylor, obviously, but have underachieved to probably the highest level that their fans expected them to underachieve this year. Yeah, I think obviously the favored aspect is going to go to TCU. Not only are they a 14-point favorite, I think, according to Vegas, but beyond that, the most similar schematic offense to what Baylor runs that's on TCU schedule is BYU, who Baylor took the offensive coordinator from and they promoted from within to replace. And TCU absolutely shut them down completely. And they got into the matchup issues on the interior defensive line. So I think Baylor's going to have to move their D-line more than they're used to. They're going to have to bring pressure more than they're used to. And they're going to have to trust that those young DBs can hold up. Now, the one matchup area that I think Baylor has some advantage is TCU's got a lot of big receivers on the outside. Baylor's got a lot of corners who run six foot plus that can, that can move, that can hang with people. That's going to be something to their benefit. And because of that, you have the ability to put a little bit more on them in this situation, particularly against a young quarterback. But, you know, TCU's got a defense that has already shut down somebody that runs their offense very similar to Baylor. So it's going to be absolutely critical that they get the running game going so they can give Shapen some favorable looks because Shapen's played pretty well in spite of how everything has gone with the offensive line, with the run game. So if you give him the benefit of a run game here, and you know if you're able to block it up the way you did against Kansas State last week, you at least have the starting point for that. And then defensively, you're going to have to take some chances, get these guys off the field. Because that's one thing that both Texas and Kansas State did really well is they were able to get them off the field. And they're really two of the only teams that have consistently done that all year. And if Baylor's able to take some chances, get them off the field, and get ahead of the chains a few times against these guys, it could pay really big dividends. Sam Bradshaw, Sigum365.com with us every single week. And you should subscribe to Sam. So um, when... Um, I, you know, I'm trying to, to think of a score prediction now, Sam, and I really can't on this. I cannot. It, this Baylor teams are hard to get a read on. TCU is maybe the hardest team to get a read on right now because they've got to win their next two to get bowl eligible and Baylor would be an important one in that. Uh, but Baylor also now knows that they're not. So they can just they can just fire all the bullets that they want. Right. Yeah, and I think I think you'll see Baylor do some of that. I mean, you saw it a little bit last week against Kansas State where you had the quarterback throwback double pass. So it was basically a flea flicker that looked like a quarterback screen that got Dabney open for the long touchdown. You know, um, my my prediction is going to be a TCU win. The exact number that, um, that I'm going to put on it, I'm still going back and forth on, but I think the advantage in terms of their offensive line against Baylor's undersized front, and I think their experience having shut down a very similar BYU scheme should pay dividends for the Frogs, and I will be happy to be wrong. (laughs) Sam Bradshaw every week. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Same to you. That's Sam Bradshaw here on 365 Sports. Oh.